Hello CFC fam. I'm Isaac. I am the youth assistant here at CFC. I have a couple announcements for us this morning and I'm just excited to virtually see you. Of course I can't see you but I'm just excited to be able to talk to you guys and let you know about a couple of cool things going on with the youth and I know Elsa has a really cool announcement about uh, Faith Kids as well but before that I just wanted to uh, remind you guys of our giving platforms that we have at CFC and I just wanted to thank you so much for just your financial support and just the continued support through just all the the weirdness that's going on right now so we're so thankful for you guys and just your uh, your giving hearts uh, moving forward we are going to be going to our digital greeting time right now which is just a time for you to pause in, in a little bit not right now don't do it right now but just for you to pause the video and like pull out your phone text someone and uh, just let them know, hey, like I'm thinking about you, how are you doing, just checking in on them and greeting them, as well as maybe even texting them the link to this church video if they haven't watched it. So that's a cool opportunity for you to creatively connect with uh, one of your peers. So go ahead and do that right now, and then I'll have a couple announcements for us when we get back. Welcome back, CFC fam. Like I said earlier, I have, a, I have a couple announcements for us about youth. The first thing is we're just really excited about what we have planned during the summer. And specifically, this, fall, this coming up Thursday, we have a really cool thing that we're doing. This Thursday, you can come to the church, and outside, we're going to be giving away these things that are called AMP swag bags. We're giving away swag bags to every single one of our students, so make sure you let your students know to stop by the church between the hours of 12 p.m. and 4 p.m. or 6 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. Grab a swag bag. In that swag bag is a really cool item, which they're going to be using all summer long, and it's going to be a really cool way to connect with each other and uh, to just grow and take next steps in their faith. We're really excited to see what they do with the surprise that they get in their swag bag. But yeah, there's a really cool item in there and there's also just some cool amp swag and stuff. So make sure that you guys stop by, like I said, this Thursday, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. or 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. We're giving you a little break to go eat dinner and whatnot. So, but with that being said, Elsa has a little announcement for you and then I'll come back and we'll pray. Hey Cheney Face Center, my name is Elsa and I'm one of the Faith Kids directors here at CFC. And I want to let you know about an end of the year celebration we have coming up on June 20th. This is for all our elementary school students and it is going to be a party. There will be bubbles, lots of prizes, so much fun, and some treats. We have been trying to creatively connect, have faith ownership, and contend in prayer during our quarantine. And this is an opportunity for us and for our community to connect creatively as we celebrate the end of the school year. Please come June 20th between 10 and noon to our parking lot for the end of the school year drive-through bash. We have something to give every student who comes. All elementary kids are welcome no matter if they come to CFC or if they are just a part of our community. And we have something great for you too, parents. Hope to see you there. Yeah, we're just really excited about all the cool things that are going on with just CFC right now and just the church right now as we're reaching out and as we're connecting creatively, we're so excited about it. We're really excited this morning for Keegan to speak and bring a great word to us. And before we do that, I'll pray for us. And then also as a reminder, during worship at the end, Pastor Mark's going to be leading us through communion. So if you wanted to grab some elements right now before worship starts, feel free to grab some bread and juice or whatever you use for communion during quarantine. So with that being said, I'll pray and then we'll go straight into worship. So dear Lord, thank you so much just for the opportunity to, uh, to just learn about you, to connect creatively even though it can be difficult, and for us to just press harder and harder into you. Lord, we're praying that today as we worship, as we hear a word from Keegan, Lord, that you would be uh, penetrating our hearts, penetrating our minds, penetrating our souls, Lord, that we would be uh, just diving deeper with you. We're so thankful that we can do this in the midst of a crazy time in the world, Lord. So we're so thankful for you, we love you, and uh, yeah, we just, we pray all of this in your name, amen.
We're going to sing, Jesus, your name is power, breath and living water, how his spirit guides us to the heart of the Father. Let's go ahead and sing that out right now in our homes where we're watching this. Jesus, your name is power, breath and living water. Your spirit guides me to the heart of the Father. Jesus, your name is power, breath and living water. Your spirit guides me to the heart of the Father.
Set a fire. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Sing it again, so set a fire. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. I'd rather be no place I'd rather be no place I'd rather be no place I'd rather be here in your love here in your love no place I'd rather be no place I'd rather be no place I'd rather be here in your love here in your love no place I'd rather be, no place I'd rather be, no place I'd rather be, here in your love, here in your love, no place I'd rather be, no, no place I'd rather be, no place I'd rather be, here in your love, here in down in my soul that I can't contain, I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more to set a fire. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul. I can't contain, I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. a moment just to create a space in our heart, in our minds, to let the Holy Spirit reveal things, things that we've read in our devotion time or things that the Lord has spoken to us in our prayer time this week, things that we're processing, just continue to allow the Holy Spirit to just 
minister in this moment.
Good morning, everyone. It's my privilege this morning to celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ with us. And so I hope you have some bread and some juice ready to take communion and to celebrate what Jesus has done for us. If you don't, take a minute, just pause the video and go grab something. But let me read a verse with us this morning and or whenever you're watching and uh, just celebrate that. This is Colossians chapter 1, and I'm going to start in verse 15. The word says, the Son, Jesus Christ, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. What you and I are celebrating this morning with this bread and this juice is the reconciliation and the peace of God that is a part of our lives through Jesus Christ. It's his blood that is represented in this juice that gives us reconciliation with God and peace with God. I've been thinking through these turbulent times in our nation and in our world what this all means and how special it is that you and I are reconciled and at peace with God. It makes me understand and believe and hope for something so much more. It's also our understanding that what God wants us to have, even on earth, is reconciliation and peace with one another. That we not concentrate and focus on our differences, but in love, we live in unity with one another. So this is what we see modeled in scripture. And this is why Jesus, through his body and through his blood, went to the cross for us, so that you and I could be reconciled with God and with one another. So I wanna encourage you this morning. If there's something you need to work out with the Lord, maybe someone you're not right with, or a situation that um, you just really need the Lord to come into the middle of and bring peace to it. Would you just take a minute right now and present that to the Lord and ask him to do a work in the middle of that? I'm gonna pray and while I'm praying, maybe you could just be saying a silent prayer as well about that situation in your life or maybe something you need to work out of your life. Maybe there's someone you're not reconciled to. Maybe there's someone you don't have peace with right now, but you know that's exactly what Jesus wants you to do. And you might need to take it a step further and just have a conversation with that person and say, hey, I want you to know I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I've done, and I hope we can be in relationship in the future. So let's take a minute and just thank the Lord for what he's done. Jesus, we give you thanks. We give you praise that you went to the cross for us, that this bread represents your body, this juice represents your blood. It represents what you've done for us and the peace that we have in our relationship with you because we said yes to you, we believe in you with our whole heart, and as a result, we have the forgiveness of God and we have the inheritance of eternal life. Lord, we know that your desire for our lives today on this earth is that we would be reconciled to you, but that we would also be reconciled to one another that we would have peace with one another. Lord, there's so many things right now that are getting in the way of that happening. Lord, we believe that's mostly because we don't believe in you and we're not living for you fully. So we pray for ourselves first, Lord, that you would help us as believers in Jesus Christ to believe in you fully and to live out the fullness of your love, your joy, and your peace on earth but Lord, that you would also save millions of people, billions of people on this planet that need your salvation, that need to know the love of God in Christ Jesus. Would you save them as well? 
so that this place can be a place of peace, not of hatred. We give you thanks and we give you praise for what you've done for us, Jesus, and ask you to restore all things in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's partake together. Thanks for celebrating Jesus with us this morning. Thanks for worshiping with the great worship team. And we're going to head to some other things in our service now and maybe just take a minute. If you need just a quick moment of prayer, just pause pause the video really quick and just take a moment to just be in Jesus' presence and let him do some healing work in you. Hello, Chini Face Center. Uh, we're in a series called Christ Over Corona. I'm really excited about this series, but I'm really excited today because I get to introduce to you Keegan and Abigail Ronholt. Keegan and Abigail are some of the missionaries that we financially support as a church here at Chini Face Center. And they're going to share uh, just where they're at in life, a short little update about where they are and what their future holds. And then Keegan is going to continue our series in Christ over Corona, and he's going to talk about gospel theology, which is a very fitting message for him to bring since he is helping us as a church take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. So this should be a great time. So join me as we listen to Keegan and Abigail Ronhol. All right, see ya. Hey, Cheney Faith Center. It's good to connect with you guys. Uh, Keegan and I wanted to give you guys Um, a little update as far as what life looks like right now. Um, Our plans changed drastically to say the least uh, as far as the coronavirus is concerned. Most recently we were in Chico, California teaching in a Bible school, Um, but because of the coronavirus, um, yeah, the school is canceled and all of the staff were sent home and this is a pretty similar experience for all of our missionary friends. Um, Missionaries all over the world are getting sent back to their home countries ministries are either canceled or on hold Um, and so this is kind of a weird um, season or time for us as we try to figure out what is next or um, the timing of when things could open up Um, yeah so right now we're in Wisconsin with my family and just waiting for the next step so Hello, Chini Face Center. Uh, good morning, or good good evening, or good afternoon, depending on when you're watching this. I guess that's kind of the, the blessing of having this online, is that it can be a bit more flexible. Well, my name is Keegan, and I will be um, joining you for your lecture series called Christ Over Corona. Uh, Pastor Mark invited me to speak, and I will be talking about gospel theology, um, how to teach it. So. I guess the the idea of this is that by the end of this sermon that you would be able to present the gospel to friends and family, but also talking about how the gospel meets us today in regards to questions maybe we have about race or about different cultures. So how how does the gospel answer the questions that we have going on right now? And to really dig into that, we need to go back and we need to have a, a fuller understanding of what the gospel is. You see, a lot of times when we hear gospel, we think of Jesus or we think of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And, and that's true. Those are part of the gospel. But to really understand what's going on, we want to go much further back in history. So we will. Uh, we're going to go back all the way to Genesis uh, chapter 1. and in the beginning. Um, So it says that God created the heavens and the earth. Um, We see that from the beginning of the story that God is good, that he is an uncreated creator, that he was he always existed, and that he brought everything in existence that, that we see around us. And at that time he looked at everything and he said it is good. So he made the trees, he made the the oceans, he made the animals, and he made humanity and everything was good. He walked in perfect relationship with mankind. Um, and again, it was good. So how do we get from there to where we are now? 
Because when I look outside, I see hurt, I see brokenness, I see pain. So how do we get from perfection to where we are today? Well, we just keep reading in Genesis. See, in Genesis chapter 3, we see that um, man and woman were given, Adam and Eve, were given a command from God. And despite this command, they disobeyed. Adam and Eve sinned. And when they sinned, they welcomed sin nature into their lives. And because we are all family, we're all descended from Adam and Eve, we have all inherited this sin nature. So that our inclination is to be selfish. Our inclination is to not love one one another. And it is to hurt those around us at our own gain. So that's a little bit how we got here today. Now, there had to be some punishment. There had to be some penalty for this. Um, the, the relationship between God and mankind was broken uh, because of what Adam and Eve did. And God removed them from the Garden of Eden. He removed them from this place of perfection and told them that death would now be a part of uh, their existence. Uh, but God doesn't leave people without hope. Even in the midst of punishment, uh, we're going to turn to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. So even in the midst of punishment, God gives this incredible promise to Adam and Eve. I will put enmity between you and the woman, uh, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Now this is God promising that the offspring of Eve would bruise the head of the serpent. It's uh, standing for there would be an offspring, um, a seed, someone born of Eve that would crush sin and death, but at great cost. So we see here from the very beginning that God has already set in motion this great plan of redemption. Now, fast forward uh, quite a bit. We're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. And I'll read that out. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will, make of you, uh, I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of earth shall be blessed. So God comes to Abram from amongst all the people in the land, and he gives him this promise, saying, if you, if you follow me, I am going to turn you into a nation, and that through you, all the nations would be blessed. Now, God in this promise doesn't stop because we know that the, that Abraham's descendants turn into the Israelites. Um, and when I say Israelites, most of you will think, okay, people of God. But God's promise doesn't stop at blessing the Israelites. His purpose for this promise that he gives to Abraham is that all the nations of the world, all the families of the world would be blessed through him. So we see, again, from the very beginning, that God's plan, his incredibly amazing plan for redemption, is all-inclusive. Uh, we're going to skip a little bit farther forward into Isaiah chapter 2. Let me turn there. All right. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 through 3. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the uh, house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of mountains, and shall be lifted up above the hills. And all the nations shall flow to it, and many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that may we walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Well, this is talking about the age to come, uh, when in this time, when they're talking about the, when the Messiah would come and would establish this this age of peace where all the people on the world know the Lord, where it says the knowledge of the Lord fills the earth as ocean, the water fills the oceans. And it mentions here that all the nations are going to come to the Lord. Uh, we're going to read another passage from Jeremiah, or sorry, Isaiah, and this is going to be Isaiah chapter 56, verses 6 through 7. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord, to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord, and to be his servants, everyone who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it, and holds fast to my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain, and make them joyful in my house of prayer. 
Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Now, why am I focusing on these verses? It's very, very important to understand these because where the story picks up in, when, in Jesus' time, when Jesus is born, we find a nation of Israel that is very racist. They essentially saw the Gentiles, which are the people that weren't Israelites, as firewood for hell. They, they didn't see of them as anything. And they didn't like the idea that they would come to know about God or to be welcomed into this, this promise that they thought was for themselves. And yet, if we look back into the Old Testament, these promises that they hold on to, where they're talking about it and just waiting for the day when, when the, the throne is established forever, the Messiah comes and this age of peace comes, well, just a couple of verses before that and a couple of verses after it, it also mentions that all people would be welcomed into this. So Jesus encounters and uh, encounters some Israelites who, who undergo some culture shock as they begin to question how they view those outside of their nation. Uh, we're going to continue. So we see Jesus when he comes to earth that he fulfills everything. He fulfills everything that was promised about him. And there is not enough time in this sermon or hundreds of sermons to dig into all the promises that point to who Jesus is and how he fulfilled those promises. But what we're going to be looking at today is, is how Jesus fulfilled a little, how fulfilled those, but then also how he acted those out. What did that look like to have the plan of God active there on earth? Now, when we look in uh, the Gospel of John, John chapter 4, Jesus encounters a Samaritan woman. And this is really, really, um, so if, they were, if you were an Israelite reading this, this would be very challenging because the Israelites viewed the Samaritans as dirt. To them, they were half-breed, they weren't um, welcomed, they were their sworn enemies. And here we have Jesus meeting with a Samaritan woman at the well. And Jesus begins to reveal things about himself. He, he um, says some prophecies, he uh, reveals some things that he knows about this woman. Um, and she realizes that, that he is something more than just an, a, a normal person. And when she begins to ask him, he reveals to her that he is the Messiah. Now, Jesus continues in his ministry doing incredibly miraculous things. He heals the sick. He forgives sins. Um, he casts out demons from people. But Jesus's primary uh, mission here on earth was to fulfill the promises that were spoken about him. It was to fulfill the, the plan that was uh, set in motion all the way back in Genesis and continues that he would redeem mankind, that he would set us free from our sin and our sin nature and allow us to once again be in relationship with God. So to do that, because we know that the penalty for sin is death, Jesus had to die. Now, he was perfect. He didn't have to, but he chose it. And when Jesus died on the cross, he paid the penalty for all of our sins so that we could have our hearts completely changed and we could be in a new covenant with God and in a relationship with him. But that's not the end of the story. You see, when Jesus was living on earth, he made incredible claims. He said that I am the resurrection and the life, that anyone who believes in me shall not perish but have eternal life. And Jesus proved those claims by raising from the dead on the third day. He validated everything in his ministry that he ever shared. And then after he raised from the dead and showed that he had conquered sin and death, he gave this commandment, this commission to his disciples. And we see that in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. Now, um, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus' message didn't change from the one that we see in the Old Testament. He didn't change goals. He didn't change agendas. The story of God has always been from the beginning that all people would be brought back into relationship with God. And Jesus fulfills this. And he gives this command to his disciples, but not just those disciples. This command is for all of us. 
This command is for every single person that says that they are a follower of Christ. That they are to go and they are to teach the commands of Christ. They are to make disciples and they are to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The disciples did it. Uh, going into Acts, we see that, that um, the unstoppable gospel went forth. We saw that lives are changed. We see miracles happen, miracles that Jesus did on earth. Now the disciples are walking in those miracles. And they are going to all places and sharing the gospel. Ephesians 3, verse 4 through 6. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men and other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So we see here that through the Holy Spirit, there is finally an understanding that this isn't just for us. There is finally an understanding that this is for all people. And Paul hits, hits on this topic of unity very strongly in Ephesians, and he calls them to be one body. Um, he, he talks about how they are to be unified in Christ, Jews and Gentiles. And this is incredible. So this, this is the fulfillment of God's plan. And this is what we are supposed to be living in today. That we are supposed to be walking in this kind of unity. Okay, so now that we have a picture, um, hopefully a, a fuller picture of the gospel than when we started today, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about sharing our faith with others. You see, this is something that we're commanded to do. We're commanded to make disciples. We're commanded to share the gospel. Uh, I'm going to share um, a, a testimony from our time in China and um, use that, that testimony as a way of, of teaching how to share the gospel. So when we were in China, um, Abigail, and I, Abigail and I were introduced to a lady named Eva. And Eva had read through the Gospel of Luke as part of a Learn English Through the Bible kind of program. And she had some questions, but um, mostly she wanted to practice her English. And uh, we talked with her and we got to the point where we got to go hang out in the city. And uh, Eva wanted to take us around to see a bunch of fun things there, so we did. And we ended up sitting at a coffee shop. And as we were talking about Eva's life and we were... Um, asking her questions and we were just sharing part of our lives, the topic of faith came up and um, the opportunity for us came uh, to share the gospel. And we laid it out just like this. Um, you know, Eva, this is what we believe. Can we, can we share the, the story of, of who God is? It's a little bit long. Is that okay? And, and she said, yeah. And so we said, okay. So to understand it really, we, we, want, to, we want to start from the beginning. So in the beginning, God created everything. Um, everything that we see. The, the plants, the trees, uh, animals, and he created uh, mankind. He created man and he created women. And at that time, everything was perfect uh, because God is good and he is perfect. Um, God would come down and he'd walk with man and women in the garden. Um, he would talk with them just like we're talking with you. But something happened. Um, Man and woman, they, they decided to disobey God. And when they did that, they broke the relationship between mankind and God. And they welcomed sin and death into their lives. But God wanted to restore the relationship with them, with mankind. And so he put into motion a plan. And he told them that he would someday redeem mankind. That he would remove sin and he would remove death. <clears throat> And God raised up a, a people that this plan was going to take place through, and their name were the Israelites. And, but God told them that through them, all the nations in the world would be blessed. So that this, this wasn't just for them, that he would be doing something through them so that every single person in the world would be able to be back into relationship with God. Um, and... The Israelites kind of missed this. Um, they, they thought it was just for them. But we fast forward to a time when God came down to earth and his name was Jesus. Uh, he did many miracles. He healed the, the sick. There were people who were blind and he opened up their eyes um, and let them see again. There was people who couldn't walk. And he told them to get up and they could walk. And 
The, the big thing, though, is that Jesus said that anyone who believes in him wouldn't, wouldn't die, they wouldn't perish, but that they would have eternal life. That anyone who believed in him would be set free of their sin, would be set free of all the bad things that they've done in their life, and that they could have a relationship with God again. And that this was for everybody. This wasn't just for the Israelites. This was for all people. But to do this, Jesus needed to pay the penalty of sin. And that is death. So Jesus chose, even though he's perfect, he chose to die on the cross. And when he did that, he paid for the sin that every single person has done. But that's not the end of the story. You see, Jesus came back to life three days later. And he gave these commands to his followers, those who were following after him. And he said, go out and tell everybody this, this good news. Go out and tell everyone to obey the things that I've told you. So this, this is the gospel story. This is what we believe. We believe that, that God is good, that mankind has, has chose to disobey him and has sin, but that Jesus came and died and came back to life so that people who could be free of sin if they believe in him, and we go out into the world teaching this to anybody and everybody because we believe that everyone needs to hear this good news that they can be in relationship with God again. Now, we shared this numerous times with Evo. We had um, several different weeks of opportunities where we go out and just go and, and hang out and, and have coffee. And this topic came up quite a bit. Um, eventually led to the point where we we're able to, um, she was going uh, to church with us. That's actually where we met at the time. And at the church service, I remember um, we, we mentioned to our host, because she, she, she just seems like she's really close to believing. Um, she'd become more and more interested in it. But one of the, the things that really kept her back is she thought Chinese people can't be Christians. Um, you know, that's okay for foreigners, it's okay for um, Americans, but Chinese people can't be believers. Well, our, our contact got up, um, he is uh, Chinese, and he preached the gospel um, in, completely in Chinese, so you know, I didn't understand what he was saying, but he preached the gospel, and you could see that something was happening with Eva, and when he gave the altar call, she went forward and she accepted Christ, and we talked with her afterwards, she just describes this peace. Um, she didn't really have words for it, uh, what happened when she was hearing that. And uh, so we can see when, when people hear the gospel, um, it gives them the opportunity to change. And I, I guess that's my question is how many Evas uh, are around us? How many people are just a couple conversations away from accepting the greatest news that has ever existed? How many people are just a conversation away from coming to know Jesus Christ and having uh, their sins completely removed from them and being in a relationship with God once again? So that's my uh, testimony and challenge that church, as we are in this topic of, of Christ over Corona, as we are um, really have all of this free time now, right? We're stuck in our homes. Practice sharing the gospel. Um, go share it to a mirror or your refrigerator, or if you've got animals, go track them down and share the gospel with them. Just practice this story. Practice sharing the gospel so that when someone asks you, about your faith, you're ready to, to present this to them. Um, so that's the first challenge. And the second challenge too is just that this gospel is for everybody. I think that's something that's a point that I really want the, to hit home uh, today, is that this gospel, when we believe it, it makes all of us brothers and sisters in Christ. It made Jews and Gentiles, and the Jews hated the Gentiles, it made them one. It made them unite. It made them brothers and sisters. So today, I think this is more applicable than ever, that as we believe the gospel, we cannot have a shred of hatred. We cannot have a shred of, oh, this is us and this is them. No, we are united in Christ. So, thank you so much for this opportunity to speak. Um, and uh, yeah. Go and share.